Alright, welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Dilly Dave. Today I'm thrilled to introduce a guest who is not just making waves in the Melbourne music scene, but is also a beacon for many up-and-coming artists, the incredible Ivory Archer. Ivory is a force to be reckoned with. With her unique blend of R&B, hip-hop and pop, she's constantly evolving and pushing the boundaries of music. But it's not just her music that's captivating, it's her dedication to the community. Under the event name Young Gods, Ivory has been putting on shows that are nothing short of electric, bringing together artists and fans alike. Fresh off her new release, No Limit, with Trix William, Ivory's momentum is bloody unstoppable. And today we get a chance to delve deeper into her journey. From her initial years building a solid foundation and network, to the practices that she swears by to stay grounded and focused. This episode promises to be a wealth of insights. Many artists in Melbourne owe a lot to Ivory's continued involvement and support in the scene, and today we get to hear her story, her challenges, and her vision. So, let's do this. Let's dive into this enriching conversation with Ivory Archer that we had at Red Betty. Shoutouts to Red Betty in Brunswick. Cheers. All right, what is good? Beings of the multiverse, it's Dilly Dave, a.k.a. the Milky Bar Kid, hanging out with Ivory Archer. Welcome to Grounded with Dilly Dave, Ivory. How are we doing today? Wow, so good to, like, be back here with you, chatting, going to chat away about everything music and life and everything. So much has gone on. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. It's funny because we were often in the same or similar circles and scenes, but to have a... But to sit down and have a powwow is often quite tough, hey? It is. Like when you're, I guess when you're, you know, you're out and about, you bump into each other, you're at a gig and, you know, everyone's doing their thing or I might be running the event, you might be the artist on the lineup too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their role to play and, you know, so. But this is so great to sit down finally. How long has it been? Maybe two years? Yeah, since we did the other... The other ground with Dilly Dave. I think that was 21, wasn't it? Like, yeah, st- st- kind of started COVID. Correct, yeah. Jeez, what wild times. Wild times. Well, before we really get into the meat and potato of things, this, you know, this episode or this podcast is called Grounded, and a great way to get grounded is to acknowledge the sacred ground that we're on. For sure. So, I'd just like to acknowledge the sacred ground of the Boonaring and the Warring people of the Kulin Nation that we're recording on today. Uh, just want to pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Um, of course. Acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, no treaties were signed, and um, yeah, we should hold gratitude for being able to do what we do on this space on this and land. land. For sure. Thanks for, for that. No yeah. worries, Ivory. So, it's been a little bit. We see each other around, but give us a bit of an update in the world of Ivory Archer. What's been happening? What's new? What's fresh? Wow. Well, um, it's been like even since last year and again into this year, um, it's been nonstop go. It's been an amazing time of just like making music, releasing music, being really consistent with that. Um, I took a little hiatus off like, you know, live shows um, with Mm -hmm. my um, baby event, Young Gods. Yes. Young gods. Um, young gods. But, um, you know, we we had a comeback last weekend at Radio Bar. We made it and it was just an amazing show. But, yeah, it's been, yeah, we've we've done heaps of shows, established that, and just been really, um, really productive in the studio, you know, loving being, being freely creative again and mm. um, letting that flow and, yeah, and getting getting some really happening 
joints out. So I'm cool. really I'm really happy and excited about what's what's to come and I've, I've been really happy with how things have been going and how the audience have have been receiving have been receptive so it's been cool well before we dig really into the the fresh ivory archery sound that's happening at the moment uh, i just want to give a quick shout out to red betty's yeah. We're at right now recording one of a cool one of the cooler Love live venues in Red Betty's in Brunswick. Betty. So yeah. shout out to Joel, Michael, and the bar staff. Alice yeah. tonight, but Dan's also on the <laughs> roster some nights. Amazing, yeah. Awesome. We love Red Betty. I actually did a gig here a few weeks back. Yeah. On a Sunday for Matt Sinner, an old friend of mine, another great musician out here in the scene. Shout out to Matt Sinner. But yeah, here we are, Red Betty. Yeah, you've been at Red Betty's a few times. Just uh, a little bit closer with it. Yeah, there it is. Because I, I just see the, the, the lines here. Yeah, there we go. Quiet lights, yeah. Um, so you've been at Red, Bet- Red Betty's a few times. Yeah, um, heaps of times. What's your history with Red Betty? Like, t- walk me through it. Like, how did you stumble across? And then yeah. how did you get a few gigs out here? Yeah, well, um, it all started like, quite a few years ago um we're going back now mm, 2016 2017 um you know little young ivory trying to define herself in the local melbourne scene um i started going to penny black first cool and doing like the wednesday nights that they had um open there for artists to get up and do their thing open mic style but i I soon became like a very regular kind of wednesday night resident through that i met you know artists like Michael, who yeah. own the bar now. Yep, yep. Shout out to Michael. Michael. Shout out to Michael. And then, um, you know, then through that, met Matt Sinner, big regulars here, um, you know, and then Francis Fuller as well, which is very good friends with um, with Matt. Call ourselves the Saggy Gang, actually. Powerful. Because we're Sagittarians. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and... Like over, and then th- there was a time as well before like Red Betty happened. We were, um, this was kind of just before and even in between COVID. There's a place called Deluxe Bar in Mini Ponds. Okay, yep. And Michael was running like the bar and running a bit of a night there with Matt Sinner another Friday night, which is really cool. Like we, he was just, they were just putting on artists that were available and just sort of, you know, having a night happen and showcasing different artists. And then from there, um, Red Betty came along and then, yeah, started obviously because I had established that relationship with Michael yeah. as a, as a you know, professional and as a friend. Yeah. Um, it was easy just to, you know, hit him up like way after COVID and be like, hey, you know, I've got a bit of, got a bit of a crew, like, you know, let's put on like a hip hop show kind of thing, a yeah. hip hop rap R&B show. You which, know. which isn't necessarily Red Betty's. normal sound or whatever yeah so and i guess yeah lucky for me that i had you know known known these boys um the great the great guys um for quite a while from you know doing music in general in the local scene and then um yeah they let us have this space to Mm. explore with hip-hop and that and um it became a thing here and there and yeah yeah. because you've done about you've done two young two young gods here two or three um, or is it like one young god and then a bunch of other? There's been about two or three young gods. Yeah. And then um, again, which I've been lucky to have that crossover where I've because I know Matt Sinner well and he's more like a rock acoustic folk 
kind of artist, mm-hmm. amazing artist, um, produces his own music as well. Um, it's he's allowed me to be on his some of his shows. He's called yeah, me. And he's like, right. I've got this lineup. Can you come and headline? Yeah. And obviously, that's allowed me to cross over from like my hip hop rap, and then you know, go back to my like other roots of, you know, like underground pop. I call mm. it or more kind of ethereal, girly kind of pop. Mm. Um. So I've been able to, and, and a bit of rock. So I've been able to like, you know, mix it right up. Like, you know, the, you know, if I'm, if I'm talking about Ivory Archer in general, she's from one extreme to the other. Yeah. You know, I've often like kind of labeled myself that like sometimes you just never know what you're going to get. But, but that's been like the brilliant thing about being able to be a part of like the Red Betty scene. Um, I've been able to do our hip hop thing, but I've been able to, the guys have allowed me to be able to explore with my other styles of music that I can bring to the table live. Mm, I definitely think yeah. you have a strength with your versatility. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's great when venues give you the chance to explore that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when you find the right people who are happy to have you on their lineup, you know it's uh, it's great, and that's one of the one of the cool things that you're great at is great at. Thank you. Is being out in the scene, connecting with people. Yeah. Um, yeah, m- making the network, and then I guess um, following through by like booking or getting a gig, and then showing up really doing the thing, really caring, yeah. you Thank know, you. and enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, huge yeah. Uh, huge big ups to you for doing that because I think that does inspire some other people to be a bit more, have a bit more of a go-getter attitude. It, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, like from one of the first times we've ever, like, been on a podcast and had a chat and that, I mean, that's never changed and even from way before back then. Like, yeah. you know, one of the things about me has always been, like, I love bringing people together. I love mm. music unity. Um, even in one of my tracks, Fendi Freestyle, I kind of call it the Fendi Music Unity Freestyle because I talk about, you know, um, you know, bringing the team together, the crew yeah, together. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have been, yeah, again, like, it's been really lucky. Like, one venue, like, being Red Betty, um, they've they've tr- like trusted me to bring whatever who knows what they thought the first time what was she what is she going to bring to the table right. and, and they let it go ahead and you know I brought you know usually you'd see um lead guitars and and drums and and you know a bass guitarist and stuff like that on stage right. but you know we were able to bring OG Kai yes DJ Kai you know we brought DJ Kai to the mix yes on stage at the Red Betty stage and it's like oh you know and all these artists were like popping out and myself with our backing tracks and a DJ scratching. So shout outs to DJ Kai for that. So yeah, mm. Red Betty let us do our thing, which is different. But then we have had artists to, I have been able to, yeah, provide artists a space as well through Young Gods, I guess, here at Red Betty. And they, they've done, they've come out and done their whole acoustic you know, guitar yeah. thing as well. Like Monk Dan Inferno like, or... Yeah, Dan Fine Chai. Yeah, Dan Fine Chai as which well. Was, yeah, yeah. Was, that was one of the, like, epic shows. Like, Amortha just killed it. Shout out, Amortha. <laughs> yeah, she was on the second podcast, so if people didn't catch that, go back to it. But yeah. uh, Amortha and Dan Fine Chai are really... They're out of this world, aren't they? They're so out of... Our cosmic goddess. She's just... And she's, like, evolved. She just keeps evolving. Yes. She We, we can learn so much from her as well. Um... I just and I love seeing her on stage and with her band and you know like the growth that they've had and and their music's just so 
you know, their own. So, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's like calculated raw energy. They they have this build and this swell and they just know how to manipulate and play with it. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, they sure do. All right, so let's not get too hung up on how good damn fine Chai are. <laughs> but um, segueing from talking about Red Betty's and, and uh, you know, venues in Melbourne. and yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think, but um, I think that there are a lot of venues in Melbourne that are willing to give people the opportunity if they show up and present themselves well and are trying to connect with the scene in a meaningful way. What do you think? There, there definitely are venues that are open to that in Melbourne. Um, but what, what, could, what should come with that is um, you need to – I mean, if you're going to come forth with, like, a package with yourself and, you know, go to a venue owner and be like, hey – you know, I, I want to put on this show. I've got the these artists with me. I've got yeah. this, you know, oh, I've got my own stage set up or yeah. I've got a DJ and, and, you know, and so forth. I think it's really important to be a little bit established. Right. And, and it's important to have people that are, you know, they're all in. Then it's not, right. excuse the friend, my French, but not half-assed. I've yeah. learned that over the time. If it's one thing I've learned and... and having venues trust you like yeah the, the venues are there but i think it's really important as well like if you want to be someone that wants to put on shows with venues and and have a venue go yep and have that available to you it's important like to yeah go out there you know go have a drink connect with a venue owner get to know the venue yeah and see what is on offer right the other thing with me though what's been lucky with me like I've been around a local scene for a long time so it's just been lucky as well that I've gotten to know a lot of venue owners over the years Mm. so I've used that to my advantage and been like I'm not going to just use it for myself I thought I want to elevate first of all because I was so into hip-hop and rap and R&B and I wanted to you know since COVID as you know I thought I want to take advantage of that and get venue owners like excited about hip hop shows mm. and and see what we can make of it. So there are venues that are available out there. They're open to it. Um, you just got to come with a good package and and like when when they've given you the date and you know you show up on that date, you just you got to give it your all. And that right. means too sometimes pulling out of your own pocket. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I've I've always had that, like that's been a thing and like I've set myself up for that. It's almost the nature of the game. That's the nature of the game, you know, and you've got to be ready for a few different things like that um, and just show up and, yeah, and everyone's got to be on board and and that entails as well, like in behind the scenes, like leading up to the date, um, you know, being in communication with the venue but having like group chats with you know, your artists and your, you know, your sound engineers. Um, If there's going to be a different, if there's going to be a stage set up involved, if the venue doesn't really have the stage that you want, there's so much that goes with that. And then, yeah, really, you know, crossing that over, being communicative with the venue owners. I think the more you communicate, the more you can have happen with you and Mm. venues. But there are a lot of venues that, you know, they're a bit more hard and stern and a bit more strict in the way that they want to book people and that it's like, you know, a million emails and, you know, I'm a very face-to-face person yeah, um, yeah. kind of thing and I will go out out of my own time yes. and be like, hey, I want to do this, this is what I've got, you know, um, and I'm lucky now I have so much back history to show and be like, this is what I can bring to the table. Right. 
So you can't just uh, you can't come up to a venue expecting them to back you if you don't have any proof. If you don't have any like uh, either either proof of concept or showing that you know and understand what's going on. A hundred percent, and you know, like, and that's the thing too. Like, before I already had in my mind, and I knew like the ropes being that you know with young gods for example um i needed to be somewhat a defined local artist myself yeah solo being out there for a while yes. doing solo gigs yes. and having people be like okay she's really serious about her music um she's serious about her performing mm. and, and and being consistent in just showing up performing even if it was an open mic even right. if it was like unpaid like i've done a lot of unpaid i'm still doing unpaid things because i love the music and i love this i just love the scene and elevating people that's what it comes down to yeah we all love a bit of moolah we yeah. need that dinero you know but <laughs> um you know, I've, I think I did, I was lucky and I put myself in that, you know, position. I'm going to do, I'm going to define myself as an artist and there'll come a day if I want to have like a crew thing happening and mm. put on a show with me and several artists yeah. and represent a sort of type of genre, which we do, which is we cross over between hip hop, rap, R&B, yeah. you know, boom bap, um, a bit of drill, which I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind yes. ex- exploring next. I'm not, not going to give too much yet, <laughs> but but yeah, like yeah, doing that and then being able to you know show um, footage to a venue if you don't know them by bar or soap mm. helps. Having a like a portfolio of some sort that's the right word to use, I guess. It's the right. Um, but then yeah. It's been lucky. The thing with me, it's just been lucky too, like I said, over the years. Um, I've known, I've mingled with the right people, networked with the right people, and then, you know, from word of mouth. And, and yeah, I think it's it's just being genuine with the right people. And yeah. then they, they do, they take a chance on you and you've just, you've got to show up. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, uh, <laughs> the, I think especially newer artists or people who are trying to kind of establish themselves, one of the best ways to do it is to really put yourself into the open mic scene. Pretty much Monday sure. Monday through Thursday, there's... Open mic nights. There's, <laughs> there's two to five things happening on every single night. And you're crazy to think that going there, signing up, doing your thing and showing face, showing up isn't going to impact people and venues and the more that you do that not only are you working on your stagecraft but you're doing as as you said ivory or you're networking with people you're getting to know venues you're collecting some kind of like visuals and proof that you're out there doing the thing and then when it comes to you know approaching a venue with something bigger in mind um you're going you're gonna to know how to talk to these people. You're going to know how to present and you're going to know there's going to be some realistic expe- realistic expectations around what could happen. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly what you said. Like you need to, before you can go out there and, and you know, really connect yourself to venues, it's all about you need to put yourself out there expecting nothing. Yes. Running to these open mics. Yes. Because, and that's the thing. Like we, we spoke about it before we jumped on the podcast. Like we're both ill with music, right? Uh-huh. Hard. So hard, like when it, it's just, it's who we are, it's part of our soul. So yeah, like 
there's things available to us out there, like nights and venues that have these open mics. That's how, that's the key starting point. Yes. Run out there, get yourself, get you know, throw yourself in the deep end. Yeah. You know, go there with your instrumentals. Yeah. You know, have a play, have a try. If you stuff up, who cares? But over the, if you keep doing it. And if you practice behind closed doors, obviously that's yep. key. Yep. But if you keep doing that and showing up and then you're meeting like-minded people yep. because that's what kind of people go to these things, yes. people like yourself. Yeah. You know, we're all with music and this is what we want to do. So that's how it all starts. And But, you know, sometimes that can take – it can happen in months or it can happen over a, a period of years. Depends. Yeah. It just depends, you know. I mean, for me, honestly, there were periods it was like – phases of months but then I, I can on being honest I can't sugarcoat it like I spent quite a few years like from the back end of like 2015 into 2016 like we were at a place called Mount Erica which again the Red Betty boys were involved with yeah no shit yeah back then yeah um who Alex mate who owns Craftsman's Corner Bar now cool. who's an old very old friend of mine from back in the day now it's like we're going way back. Who used to own Billboard Nightclub? Wow! But I was just the patron. Yeah, yeah. I was still in. I was, you know, I was very interested in music, but I hadn't really defined myself as Ivory Archer, and I was more like a party goer, you could say, and a lover of, you know, music. Yeah. But, you know, again, it was just lucky that, you know, like I ran out again at a you know a particular time in my life I was serious I got serious about what I wanted to do yeah. as a local artist and to bring my music forth and yeah and going to these open mic nights one thing leads to another you just got to keep persevering it, it's it's tough you know and you, you have your moments you have your doubts and stuff like that but you mm. just got to keep if you love what you do and, and people, and, and that's the thing, if you love what you do and you keep throwing yourself in the deep end, people will start to believe you. They'll see you. That's it. Yeah, you will be seen. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of wrapping up the open mic yeah. conversation, I think that, to, like, one of the things that you said is, um, you know, going out there with no expectations. Like, I'm going to do yeah. this thing with nothing in mind that I'm going to get a return on. And I think that's one of the most important mindsets to have before yeah. you... Get, you know, get bigger or anything. Exactly. But if you go out, and even if you're just working on your stagecraft, because there's a lot of things involved in a live performance, right? It's like feeling comfortable on stage. There's audience interaction. There's the technical aspects. There's there's being prepared. There's being prepared to have backups for things that you know could go wrong. One hundred percent. So many levels there's, to it. Absolutely. So if you if you did open mics for a year and then you book your first gig, you're gonna fucking kill that first gig. Exactly. You'll be ready. And then and again, like practice makes perfect. And um, you know, the more you want it, the more you you practice, the more you throw yourself out there in having going to open mics and and expecting nothing. Yeah, I think you'll you'll end up getting the best out of yourself, defining yourself as an artist, and then letting people believe in you. And you have to believe in yourself. Yes, you have to keep believing. Somehow, that little just that even if just that little bit of belief where you're like you're pushing yourself out the door on a Wednesday, you know, mm. early eve, you just finished, maybe you've knocked off work, a right. little, little shift and you're like, oh, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go hit that beer quickly. Yeah. Get a wine. Yeah. And get in my groove if that's what you need. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and put yourself out there and make that connection. Whoever's running that open mic night. Again, there's always someone running that open mic yes. night. 
who's doing other things who's outside doing of other that things. open outside of that open market. It's all yeah. a big domino effect, and yeah, you couldn't be more right. Like. It's just you're putting yourself... You, you've got to just take that first step. Throw yourself. Take a leap of faith. Yep. Throw yourself in the deep end. Because yep. if music's what you want, this is how it can make... You can make it happen for yourself in Melbourne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you... Look, if you're really trying hard in Melbourne, then something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, And a yeah. lot's happened since we met for a lot of us. And it's... Totally. For me, that's been one of the most beautiful things to see, like, through Vibe Union. Shout-outs to Vibe Union. Shout-outs. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, um, again, like, when I met all of you guys through Vibe Union, yeah. and that's how I met you. Like, Liebird Lounge. Exactly. Like, I seen... I knew MQ. Yeah. Shout-out to MQ. Yes. I knew MQ from Penny Black days. Yeah, yeah. And that's I had right. a, I was going to Penny Black for ages, and then he'd come with Georgia. Yeah. STP. STP. <laughs> you know, again, like they were like completely new on the scene. I had just started, you know, meddling and defining myself, and it was so cute. And I'll, I'll never forget this. They came to me and were like, "Do you really think we can do this?" I'm like, yeah, "Are you kidding me? Right. Get out there!" Yeah. But, you know, once upon a time, that was me asking somebody else, do you really think I can – what do you reckon? You know, and that's and that's the thing, like, we need people – we need more involvement like that from people, like, to be like, just just do it. Give you a nod. Give you a nod. Yeah. It just takes that little nod yeah. and it's a domino effect. And then I'm, I met MQ and then a couple of years or a few years later – I, you know, I'm checking online after, like, we're in between COVID and, like, you were doing this thing at Library Lounge and it attracted me because I'm like, oh, Vibe Union, who's this? And it's MQ. Mm. I can trust it. I, t- I know who MQ yeah. is, you know? This is, and yeah, getting involved like that. And again, like, that night, I have to say, like, I was a bit like, oh, do I go? Do I not go? You know, we were all kind of in our heads coming yeah. out of COVID, yes. we were in COVID. And I'm so, so glad that I, Again, I pushed myself. Like, I know you guys, a lot of you people out there and beautiful people that you are, see me as really confident, and I am. Right. But, again, like anybody, I have my doubts, and I was like, that night, I was like, oh, do I go? Like, I don't really know anyone but MQ, mm. but this will be a whole new thing for me again, and, you know, what will happen? But, God, I'm so glad I went because that opened a whole new world. And then, you know, maybe a lot of you guys don't really know it, but... A lot of you guys gave me that push back then again to kind be where revitalized I'm at right now. You. Yeah, like yeah. We rev- it's it's again it's like a give and take thing. I don't think yeah. we even realize how it happens, and and then we all start running with it. So it's That's so inc- important to throw yourself out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it was really <laughs> funny how like all of that started and how it really connected us all together. I know. Um, and look at us now. Vibe Union, just putting on those little gigs, pretty much an open mic. I mean, we were, we were quote-unquote booking artists, but it's like everyone kind of around a similar level. Similar level with no expectation a as lot of, much, yeah. and you know, yeah. Heaps of first-timers as well. Heaps. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into uh, <laughs> speaking ill of the of the music of your sounds and of your yeah. tunes. So your most recent <laughs> updates is No Limits. No Limit with Trix William. Yep. My guy, Trix William. Shout out to Trix William. You two are truly are a power couple out here, really making it happen. <laughs> making it happen, yeah. What can I say? Just in short, like, I'm really lucky... Um, I'm, I'm living, I'm having the time of my life because, um, there's nothing better being like a creative and artist yourself, you know, personal, professional level. Um, there's nothing better than being able to, you know, be intertwined with someone that's 
exactly like yourself in, right. in that on those levels and being able to create together or you know individually create and then you know have each other's support mm. and stuff but yeah we recently put out a track called no limit which um we um we recorded in uh Trix's studio yeah, and that and he's a damn fine producer let me tell you I'm so lucky to be just in his world like he blows my mind um, and that's and that's something like yeah like being ill with music seeing someone work the way that they work and bringing to life what can be um, how, how can I put it bringing to life like the best out of me yeah like yeah. vocally um, and you know obviously he's I think he's one of the best rappers in Melbourne oh yeah I mean technically he's unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable but then also like not only technically he's a great rapper but he's a he's a great songwriter a great songwriter we like don't have to, lyrical you, genius we'll, man. we'll so, get into the producing in yeah, a second but, but um, also but, he's melodic and can sing and do all these other things so yeah. he's actually very fleshed out and very like well rounded as an artist very well rounded. Yeah. So there's a lot, again, like even though I come from so many different music backgrounds and, I, and there's so much I know, again, for me, you know, during this period and bringing out these particular singles, having someone like Trix William, you know, by my side, musically, professionally, personally, there was so much to learn and it was yeah. just like, wow. Um, and yeah, being someone, like I've, I've grown up with hip hop rap, but um, it was such an honour and I'm so grateful to have someone like himself around me and there was so much to learn again with, you know, my rap flows. Um, yeah, which which, you know. which there's an, an obvious, in a very cool way, an obvious tricks influence. Growth. <laughs> growth on, on your stuff, you know. Um, oh, that's so cool. I'm I think so glad. A, I think yeah. a lot of hip-hop artists, there's, there's some known patterns and yeah. flows. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of generally stick to them. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, everyone has their own sound or flavor. But exactly, there's a lot of yeah. uh, common patterns that are, are done. But somebody like um, Trix, he doesn't give a fuck about the common pattern, does he? <laughs> he will think of everything else except for that com that's, common pattern. That's the thing. See, that's what I think attracted to me, attracted me as well musically um, with Trix is, again, he can be from one extreme to the other. Like yeah. he goes outside the lines, but then it's still very true to him, like his own rap, rap hip hop. Well, and again, like I, I can't help but mention there is something that is very um, apparent about him too. It's like we can call him the Marshall Mathers of our scene. Yes. He's got this yep. kind of Eminem flow, which yep. I've always loved. Yep. So, um, you know, and then again, genuinely and organically, you know, being like being around him, I wanted to, yeah, genuinely and organically kind of ad in my own way adapt and yeah. learn the rap flows and, and let it come natural for me to write like that, mm. you know, get my pain out like that, get, um, you know, you not wanting to say something uniting like that, you know, to elevate yeah. the people. But again, yeah, like No Limit is has a lot of, if we're going to talk about No Limit, um, I, I really think it was a big, like, stepping stone for me individually as a female artist mm. you know coming you know being in this rap hip-hop melbourne scene i really feel like i've kind of snapped 
and I made my mark a little bit, kind of marked my territory a little bit, thanks to tricks, of yeah. course, in, in being able to, you know, have those flows and, and say what I wanted to say. You know, that, that like that, these are true stories. Yeah. Well, everything's always true. Well, I think, um, but, yeah. I, yeah, you always seem to speak from, from a lot of truth and it's... Uh, personal experience. Personal experience. And it's not like a yeah. surface level thing it's not just an aesthetic or whatever it's yeah. like i'm really wanted to tell my story yeah so you always, you always come across authentic in that and i think the tricks thank you always, so do you yeah thank you i think tricks always comes across as authentic as that um but when yeah. it comes to the, the production side of it how did you two build this together how did you two build this build this track well um so tricks works on free loops a lot yep um and we studio one. Hope I'm not giving away too much. <laughs> well, no, I mean like everyone uses the software and stuff, but I'm talking yeah. about like more more the process. Like you two, like did did you come up with some lyrics or was tricks like playing around with a with a beat or a sound and then you're like, oh, that's interesting. What yeah, can we do with you, that? Yeah, of course. Now usually like either one of us, I guess, you know, doing these collabs that we have done together and one being no limit. Um, Either one of us will have like the like a beat in mind or something like that. I actually had a basis of a beat, yeah, um, that was kind of handed to me, um, cool. which is so lucky. And it was a beat that I was just like, it was in my head, but it was a beat that I was dying to come across. Yeah, and it happened yeah. at the right time, so I wasn't going to waste no time. So I went straight to tricks with it. And I'm like, listen to this. I have this. And I want to, I think it's time. Like, this was after Army. Okay, So we did cool. the whole, like, you know, sweet, sexy, romantic thing. And, again, yeah. that was, like, very true to us. Um, but then I thought it's really time for us to speak, go hard, speak about some pain, speak about, yes. yeah, we got, you know, we got a bit nasty with it. Maybe sometimes you do as an artist. Like, you, you, have, to, you have to wear your heart on your sleeve like that. Yeah. In that kind of gritty... You know, outspoken it. way. Right. Um, we had some things to say. So I said, I really, I want to, I think this beat really speaks to me and I want to build on it with you. I don't know. I know you, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be you. And we were both ready to just try and to lyrically speak about some different pain. So what we, you know, we get together on our weekends off. Yeah. And that's what we do, like, um, which is my favorite thing to do, like on a weekend off. Lock yourself in the studio. Yeah. You know, get a bit of liquor. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, get a bit fade, just a little bit. And get little, ill with it. And get ill with it, get a bit lit, get yeah. ill with it. And, um, you know, just start writing away, like, you know, um, different storylines and about our different, yeah, different um, phases of our life and um, where where we were at, where, yeah. where we are now, yeah. what to expect. That's what No Limit's about. It's like there's no limit. Like, this is where he, this is what we've been through individually. So it's a bit of a storyline. Yeah. Like it's a bit of a timeline. Like of... don't, yeah. You know, cause I say things, I say things in no limit, which are very, you know, they're huge for me. Like I've been, it's been a long time coming, you know, again, I'm a very romantic rebel kind of artist. Yeah. I'm all about the love too, but I, no limit for me establishes like, you know, like, I may be just a local Melbourne artist, but like back in the day, like I had Sony Mushroom on the table wanting to sign me away, but they wanted to sign mm. me to some bubblegum, you know, kind of sounding beats and they wanted me to write it. And I was like, I'm not signing for this. Yeah. Like my dream was handed to me and I say that, you know, I want it. And the reason why I say that in No Limit is to let the audience know, like, 
I'm out here doing my thing. I'm not getting a million dollars. I haven't got some big celebrity fame, but I'm famous in my own way. Right. And I know what I've done. Like I'm true to my craft. Yeah. And the offer was on the table. The offer was on the table. And my, like my mum didn't speak to me for three months. Because of that? Because I didn't sign. She's like, I'm handing you my, I'm handing you, handing you your dream. Yeah. I was like, I went away. They let me go listen to the 10, the 10 tracks. Um, instrumentally that they had. And I'm so like, they kind of had like an album already laid out. In a yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I don't know where I would have been today. Wow. But the you could have th- been dead. <laughs> could have been dead, yeah. Bob got wrapped dead. Nah, but, you know, I'm so, uh, you know, I, I never have any, re- I don't have any regrets about it. I'm so glad because, again, like I went through life being myself and then, you know, leading up to this track. Yeah. You know, again, like I wouldn't have met Tricks. I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. Um, and you guys are my, my people. Yeah. And so, and I think through, you know, through like being able to produce with someone like Tricks, I think he really brings out that, um, that level of nature in me where I'm able to really get a bit gritty and hard and, and tell the, the, the true pure facts. So I'm really grateful for that. So I was able to tell my story like, nah, I'm more powerful than that. Mm. Um, I'm not going to sign just to, you know, get somewhere and and like yeah. I put myself on the map yeah I say that you know and that's why it's like no limit and you know I'm coming natural more powerful than two Cleopatra's you know yeah you're putting yourself on the map not somebody else yeah so yeah. there's no and it's like you know we're in, and, and it is it's establishing and reminding the people out there we're in a time where there's no limit there's so much you can do yourself like get up yes. and do it it's such a good don't mentality yeah. yeah don't wait for it to be handed to you like get out there and do it you know like don't and don't don't discredit me or don't like, you know, there's been a few people in the past, like don't dumb me down. Like I've done the hard yards. I'm letting right. you, like I've done the hard yards and I'm here to stay. You didn't just float around or float in. Yeah. Like I'm serious about yeah. what I do and, yeah. and I love what I do and I love the people that I, you know, do music and I get creative with. So, and I love our, I do, I love our scene of course. So. And yeah. you're committed to the scene. It's great. I'm like, it's like Coyote Ugly. I'll be the last one standing like, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to die with the scene. Yes. (laughs) May we die with the scene. (laughs) Um, So before we kind of get to the the end of it. Yeah. um, You know, you're very busy. You do a lot of things. Uh, You're very, you know, you work a lot. Yeah. You do a lot of creative stuff. So you collaborate a lot. You put on events. You plan. You do all these things. How do you how do you kind of maintain that? Is there any kind of um, practices do you have that enable you to maintain that, or are you just uh, working on the fly, just running, gutting, just kind of like working it by instinct, moment by moment? That's a great. Thanks for asking that. Um, I've always wanted to answer something like that and you know let yourself know let the people know um it's not easy what we do or what i do but what i um i am on the fly but i don't i don't just do things on the fly like there's a lot that goes that i do in the background for myself it is so important and um you know if anyone can learn anything off me as an artist or you know as an a normal person that's not an artist um, I think it's very important to spend time with yourself it's very important to have block out you know periods even if it's an hour in the day I mean I have more I try to give myself more than that people might not believe it sometimes I I do have time you know 
days or nights in the week where I'm like, I'm getting three hours a night of sleep because yeah. I'm doing so much. But that, but that, I wouldn't have it any other way because I love what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I meditate a lot. Um, I'm very in touch with my 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 spirit, my spiritual side. Yeah. I meditate a lot. Um, so when I, you say meditate, do you mean? Um, just sitting and breath work and clearing the mind yeah, or do you have a particular sitting, approach? Sitting, laying, yep. um, maybe listening to um, like 432 hertz is a big thing for okay. me yep. um, as well. And, you know, different different kind of soundscapes and just getting like lost with that and one with that Yeah. Okay. Um, and resetting. I think it's really important to yeah have something, have a vice that's um, pure like that to reset yourself you know I mean there's a big wild side to me like I love to get lit and stuff like that but then I have to balance it back yeah it's really important like um, I also I love to work out I love to you know be fit keep fit yeah eating well yes is really important um, but yeah like love being out in nature right so there are things that you have to do have to have to do to be able to maintain this yeah it's it's like a way of life like if i don't if i don't get out with nature or out in the ocean like many times throughout the year like early this year um with tricks which was amazing we got to explore a lot of like ocean grove and apollo Mm. bay and my soul needed that both of our souls did as artists as people um in between work you know we were um taking a lot of um weekends away like that just putting your feet in the water and it was during winter but yeah. but I just and just saying nothing and just being there and being one with I don't the know elements. one with the elements and and um, disconnecting from the matrix of course mm. and and listening to the sounds of the earth yes is huge for me yes. people may not believe that but that it, it's been a way of life for many many years so and and like even through COVID like I would take hours we all did it but I um I was lucky enough as well to have like um a really beautiful like nature park um that was it's a, it was a huge track and yeah. I look for, like throughout my life I've had things like that around me and I've taken advantage of it and I still do now yeah it's important like to yeah be out connect with nature for me um greenery I love greenery. I love ocean. Um, yeah, and 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 it's also like again with loving so many genres of music. There's you know like four thirty two hertz. Um, you know, laying with that, like sleeping with that. No I shit. find it very healing. Yeah. But I've also done, and I still do every now and then. I do a lot of um, metaphysical healing. Um, because I deal with a lot of people, uh, taking a lot of energies. I yes. give out a lot of energy. Like one thing I haven't been able to really mention, I'm so happy to mention it with you. Throughout the years, um, you know, I've made time to see a couple of special people who are healers and we've done like chakra work. Yeah. So I've had to, over the years, I've had to learn and work through some different things to get to where I am and be the person that I wanted to be today. Who I, what I knew I had in me to be able to bring forth, you know, as an artist, as a, you know, professional nine to five person. Yeah. Um, you know, like so, doing a lot of yeah metaphysical healing work I've, has has been really important for me. This is really great to hear because I think that um, <laughs> you know, so many people, whether the whether you're a punter or a performer, yeah, don't understand what it takes to maintain something at a at a high level. 
or to sure. really maintain anything, even just to maintain a good attitude. Yeah. You have to kind of really take part in, in some of these practices to be able to sustain yourself. Yeah, and yeah. 100%. And it, it can't be fake. You know, you can't fra- fake a frequency. I always yeah, say that. Yeah, right. You can't fake a frequency. And I think, you know, f- eventually for most of us, it comes naturally over time. Like you find, you know, something, uh, you know, a vice, like if we want to, if we want to call it that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for me, it's, you know, though it's a combination of those things and um, to be who I am, you know, coming out into shows and things yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a lot that makes Ivory Archer. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot of, um, you know, kicking back and being... I, I've always loved my own company, which is very lucky. And and kind of important, and it's not necessarily yeah. something that everyone is comfortable... It's, yeah. Not everyone is comfortable in their own company and... Um, For sure. And and that's that's tough because that's, that's the... Um, that's the centre of any growth, you know? It's the centre of any growth, you know? And if it's in anything I can wish for a lot of people that I do speak to... Um, and again, like I've got a lot, a lot of learning to do with myself still. We but if it's do. anything I wish for is like for people to learn how to be with themselves and center themselves and then, you know, being r- really real with it and going away um, and, and yeah, having some sort of meditation like that and being one with the earth, being yeah. one and, you know, taking yourself out of like all the buzz it's mind, body, soul. Mind, have, body, soul. You have to do something for the mind. You have to do something for the body. And yeah. you have to do something for the soul. And if you're not servicing these things, your body, your mind, your soul will tell you, will indicate that that does need some attention. Yeah. But it's not always obvious what to do. A hundred percent. For sure. And, you know, and like I, I have to like just quickly, I have to touch on like, you know, sometimes the, the things I'm involved with and like the things that I do like you know and I hope people are, are happy about it me yeah. being involved in the community and giving what I've given I hope people feel satisfied with it and I know that there, there's been a lot of great feedback and recognition but you know that, that that entails like being on social media a lot and if it wasn't for my music and if it wasn't for like me being someone that I need to promote things yeah I really wouldn't be on social media it's kind of really, same it's yeah I know like but but we're on, like I'm on social media a lot because it's like well I've got a responsibility it is um and I, I've got a service I can't you know be a disservice to people that I've promised things to yeah because I believe in what we do so much so yeah. You know, I've got to be on these things so much and promoting, and it takes a lot of time. So, but again, in your answering your question, you know, the other flip side of that is me disconnecting. Yeah. You know, and and going off and doing my own thing and being being with things like nature, going on long drives. Yeah. Four thirty two hertz. You know that kind of soundscapes. You know, detaching yourself from like beat making and yeah. rap, hip hop, my techno that I love as well. Yeah, being yeah, really connecting with um, I don't know what I like, I like to call um, level nine D. To, it's Level like 90. the ninth dimension. Ah, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So many different ways to um, <laughs> so many different ways to get grounded, you know. And I think so that's, many different ways. that's why I had you on because uh, I knew that you would have some light or insight to share with us, and I have a lot of gratitude for that. So thank you so thank much, Ivory, you so for um, much, for sharing the goodness. Yeah, well, cheers. Cheers. Um, is, Clink. There, is there anything you want to um, plug or promote or talk about before we say goodbye to the fine people? 
So fly people out there, make sure you hop onto, first of all, Grounded with Dilly D. Yes. Check out that Insta page. Check out the podcasts. Um, and, yeah, like, um, go check out my music on Spotify. I've got a few collabs with um, amazing collabs with Trix William. Cool. Um, I'm about to drop my EP on Spotify, Apple, oh, all the streaming services, probably next week. Fuck yeah. I haven't really, I, I haven't really announced that on social media. I've kind of kept it to myself. I thought when it drops, I'll announce it. Cool. But cool. you're hearing it here. It's, yes. I'm getting a chance to say it. So, you know, tracks like I'm an OG um, type of way, finally, which only has the music video on YouTube, that yeah. Porsche, taken by Porsche, yes. shout out to her. Yes. Um, she did the film clip. Um, that's all going to be on streaming services next week. And then, last but not least, October 28th at Craftsman's Corner Bar, which is around the corner from here. And you're on the lineup, Dilly. Yes, where sir. We've got the Halloween edition of Young God. So I'm hella excited about that. Spooky. that it's going to be spooky and it's going to be spicy. And we're just, we're going to bring it. Dope. Love to hear it. Thank yeah. you so much, Ivory. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Stay well and stay grounded. Stay well and stay grounded.